What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Fertility tracking apps have grown in popularity with more and more young women opting to use them rather than traditional forms of birth control. Now, to talk about uh, all of this, uh, we are joined by GP Dr. Amy Morgan, by Kate O'Connell, pharmacist and former TD, and by Ashling Fox, nutritional therapist and owner of AOK uh, Nutrition. Uh, I have to say, this is uh, an area of which I was not aware. So uh, we'll start with you, Ashling. Have you uh, recommended these kind of things? Good morning. It's so great to be having this conversation. Um, I think the, the really, really important thing to kind of differentiate straight away is there's two different types of apps that people use. So I think when people think of apps, there's ones that you can just download. You put in when you got your period last month and the app just kind of guesses based on your last few cycles of when you're fertile this month. Now, these are so inaccurate. They're really, really uh, a bit dodgy. I definitely wouldn't recommend them because the problem is our cycles can change depending on stress, our mood, our illnesses. Sure. So it's, it's not always accurate. So what's the However, other kind of app? Yeah. So basically there's another new one on the market. It's called Natural Cycles. This is one I've used myself. My clients find brilliant. It's FDA approved. It's approved in Europe. So it's not like these other just But how does it work? Uh, how, how it does works it work? by tracking your body temperature. So basically our temperature changes throughout our cycle. And after we've ovulated then, our temperature actually stays elevated then for a couple of days after that. So the app actually, you basically take your body temperature every single morning. And this app is based on science. It's not going to tell you you're fertile if it doesn't detect this temperature change. So it's it's a really, really good alternative to, to hormonal birth control from my perspective, because it allows us to track our cycles and we don't have yeah. to use any And And what about hormones. if you have a touch of a virus? or something that elevates your temperature, you know, and, and, and fools the app. Yeah, so there's actually an option to put in this into the app if you're sick. It's actually not really recommended either if you work on things like night shifts. So the whole thing is you take your temperature first thing in the morning. So if you're somebody who's coming in late, say you're on a night out or you're coming in at seven o'clock in the morning after a night shift, you can actually put that into the app and it will omit that temperature mm. reading. So it's kind of, I mean, if you've thought of it, they've taken this into consideration as well, definitely. Yeah. Now, um, the, the consequence of it not working is pregnancy. So with what degree of confidence would you recommend using uh, this kind of app? Would it be for someone who doesn't really mind too much if they get pregnant or someone who's desperately trying to get pregnant? Well, if they use it as, as perfect use, like it's 97% effective. So I think we also need to trust women to understand how to use it properly. Like it's mm-hmm. the education behind the app. I like it, it doesn't prevent from STDs and things like that. So I don't know whether, you know, someone in college who's out three nights a week and things like that, it would suit them. But I think if you're in a long term relationship and if pregnancy wasn't the worst thing in the world, to be honest, I don't think that's a really good argument because if you know how to use the app, the app will work. It's not going to give you those red days unless unless you're using okay. it wrong, basically. All right. Uh, Kate O'Connell, as a pharmacist, and, you know, people can get over the counter contraception at the moment. Uh, what do you make of this? They do it on the phone instead of using, you know, either barrier methods of contraception or uh, pharmaceutical methods of contraception. 
Yeah, well, I mean, all of these things are, are no harm on if you can handle a crisis pregnancy, if that's not going to impact your life in any great way. In terms of coming at it from a pharmacist, my initial thoughts when I heard of of these methods was that it's essentially an electronic version of the old rhythm method um, that was used back in the day. And I think we've all proven that the rhythm method and the withdrawal method are two very effective forms of contraception. In terms of, um, I suppose, why this would be the case, we have very effective, safe contraceptives on the, on the market at the minute. We have free contraceptions for contraceptives for under 30s. And there's a big promotion of the longer acting um, contraceptives such as the Marina coil and the, now the copper coil. There's one licensed in Ireland and available. Um, I, I, I would be very concerned about this being used as a method and what we're seeing in community pharmacy because we tend to be the people that are dealing along with the GPs, dealing with the morning after pill and that those set of questions that lead us as professionals to dispense the morning after pill. People are using this, these apps but when it comes down to it, when they have unprotected sex, one risk being pregnancy, the other being STIs, we as pharmacists are finding that we have to recommend the morning after pill. So even though they're using the app, when they have unprotected sex, well, we have to go towards the EHC, towards the, the emergency hormonal contraceptive. So the whole thing is pointless. Now, another part of it for me is that you are putting into... Um, into a, in, into a, into an app, your most intimate details, your body temperature, your ovulation. As we all know, um, knowledge is power. Data safety is very important. Um, there you have the intricate details of a woman's menstrual cycle and who owns that data, what that data can be used for. You know, if you become pregnant, the app knows you're pregnant, then you start being marketed pregnancy products. You may then fall into the new baby product. There's a whole area in terms of breastfeeding, but also in terms of women's rights. It's very important that certain organisations have not the electronic data that discloses women's um, status in terms of their fertility. Mm. Um, okay, we'll go to the GP, Dr. Amy Morgan. Uh, what do you think of these apps? Would you be recommending them to your patients? I, I probably wouldn't be, you know, recommending them from a point of view of, you know, when people come to me, they generally want to have a, a consultation regarding contraception. And obviously, it's very important to acknowledge that, you know, different options just suit different people, as as your previous speakers had mentioned. So it's not, I suppose, that we're going to be discouraging anybody from, you know, educating, but it's making sure, I suppose, that they they any method that they're picking, they're making a completely informed choice, just like they would be for any other medicine that we prescribe them or any other method, um, you know, in terms of healthcare advice. So I suppose it, it just has to be carefully weighed up in terms of that they have the knowledge. And, and the no, key I'm, thing I'm is... I'm just suppose, wondering, I mean, all an app will do, if you have to put in the information yourself every day, you have that information, all the app will do is um, tell you what you could de- deduce yourself. If you're going to be using uh, a graph showing your body temperature and at what point you might be fertile uh, and so on, and then you've got to think of how long sperm lies in the body and is alive and capable of, you know, th- there's a lot to it. Uh, but does, you know, trusting an app to do all of that, I'd be a bit yeah. nervous. 
Yeah, as you said, there there definitely is a lot of work. Um, so someone who is doing this and applying this effectively, I mean, they do have to know, um, as your previous speaker said, you know, that you have to input uh, the proper data. And obviously it is subject to fluctuations. I suppose when we're prescribing contraception, we take into account what we call the Pearl Index, which is a marker of the, the 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 effectiveness of the different contraceptive methods that are out there. So you will have things at the top of the chart in terms of preventing the goal being an unplanned pregnancy is uh, obviously what we call the fish and forget devices, which is the larks, so that the coils and the implanon devices, and they are over 99% effective. And then obviously down the chart in terms of preventing an unplanned pregnancy, you will have methods like that. Well, I suppose what we previously, as, you, as your previous speaker said, this is a, I suppose, essentially a rejig or maybe a repackaging of what we would have previously known as the natural family planning method, which conversely, some couples or people or individuals have used previously to actually enable them to become pregnant because they are armed Mm. with tools in terms of when they're ovulating to optimize their chance of pregnancy. So it is a bit of a switch, I suppose, that this is being used as a contraceptive method. And obviously, you know, there is perfect use, but then there is also real world use. And we do live in a real world and and people obviously have busy lives. And and so, you know, uh, that's that's the other thing to take into account. So so again, would you be recommending to any of your patients uh, who don't want to get pregnant to use this? It probably, as as I've said previously, in terms of the ranking of the charts, in terms of what's going to be most effective and and obviously what is the goal in terms of preventing an unplanned pregnancy, it's not going to be the the top of our recommendations. But obviously, as I said, you know, people are different and people have information now and and, and they, they want to have the conversation. So again, it's just making sure that they know what they're doing and they've absolutely been sufficiently and robustly educated about what the limitations of this method are. Mm. So uh, going back to you, Ashley, because you're an advocate uh, of this for yourself and for other people, um, the, the question of you know where it ranks in terms of its reliability in preventing a pregnancy. I mean, if you want to get pregnant, great. Uh, but if you don't want to get pregnant... Uh, you know, the the confidence level with which you use this particular uh, app. Again, I think it's lack of education around it. I think someone compared there the, the rhythm method to this. They, when I talked about natural cycles, the rhythm method would be kind of like those apps you just download and you're guessing based on your previous cycles. But a natural cycle, again, it's based on your body temperature. It's based on the algorithm. It's based on science. We use technology for so many different things. Why would we not use it for something like this? What's really it's getting down to is that women don't want to use hormones anymore to switch off their cycle. And this is something that's really easy to use when it's understood. It's really cheap. It's safe. And you don't have to go to your doctor. You don't have to go to a pharmacist to be prescribed these things. So it's just the conversation around the importance of women ovulating and understanding their cycle because it's things that we were never really educated on. And this is why there's such a huge conversation around these things at the moment. Um, But we have to really express how the kind of traditional apps do not work. You have to be tracking, you know, your body temperature and doing um, that way. Some of the texts coming in, this fertility app sounds a bit like a digital billings method. I thought we'd left this sort of ignorance and BS behind us, says one. Honest to God, Pat, they won't be happy until there's an app that actually gets you pregnant. Maybe it's called Tinder. (laughs) Uh, Kate? Well, I mean, look, I'm a pharmacist. I I only recommend and try to only recommend peer-reviewed, evidence-based therapies and treatments. As a pharmacist, I see the critical role of the GP 
in that whole discussion from a, when a, a girl decides to embark on taking on a, a, taking a contraceptive, when they start planning their family to the future or not having a family, that whole area of folic acid nutrition, we have the highest rate of, of neural tube defects in, in, in Europe, in Ireland. So obviously if you're using an app to track and use it as a contraceptive method and you're not taking the, the precautions in terms of STIs and folate, um, then you end up pregnant with no folate in your system. So I see a massive, I, I myself as a pharmacist who lives and breathes this stuff, go to my GP and I was only with my own GP last week and I had the full consultation on contraception, the same as if I was anybody else walking in the, the door. That education that a GP has and also I'm regulated by the Pharmacy Society and Dr Amy Morgan is regulated by the Medical Council and we are obliged to act within the guidelines. I have a, 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 a big concern about, obviously we have to educate the public into critical thinking and how to decide what is good and what is bad. But you have to question when anybody is trying to influence somebody's health in such a critical way as their menstrual cycle or their pregnancy status, what is motivating an influencer? What is motivating? Is it is it money? Is it fame? Is it power? Is it a product that they're going to sell? And if you look at many influencers online, they may stay to start off as an information hub, but very soon they lead into their formula of vitamins that's going to sort out all your problems in your life. So I think, you know, we can all stand back, look at who's making money out of whom and to educate. It's really important that we educate our young women and men in schools as to what is proper science, proper medical intervention and that we focus on health and outcomes and evidence and not sort of now, woke, we woke have a, wellness and well-being. We have a, an anecdotal experience here on the text screen. I've been using a tracking app for the last five years. I found it incredibly empowering. The contraceptive pill was very disruptive for me mentally, uh, having been on and off it for 10 years. It has allowed me to understand my body and my cycle better and for my husband to understand it also. I've used it to prevent pregnancy for a number of years. I'm now 16 weeks pregnant currently and use it to track my ovulation correctly to become pregnant. It's convenient, cheap and hormone free. That question of side effects from hormones, um, uh, Dr. Amy Morgan, is that something that uh, your patients complain of? Um, I mean, yes. And, and you, know, you know, we have obviously different medications, uh, one being the contraceptive pill. And, and, you know, people are different and people break down medicines in different ways. And so what suits one person and particularly in even in a small group of friends is not going to suit another person. That's why it is so important that I suppose, thankfully, now with, with the contraceptive scheme that women are able to come in, there is no cost barrier to coming into your GP, having the consultation about what you've used before, what are your goals, what do you want to get out of this um, and what would work for you is is so important um, but but definitely I am observing a trend particularly in younger women who are possibly looking to avoid maybe the use of hormones and and obviously in that scenario there there are other options available most notably the copper coil for example which is increased in popularity in in a younger age group um, and, and we fit that in our practice and I have noticed uh, younger women in particular um you know driving that conversation and that that's to be that's to be welcomed and the, you know that's a really robust form of contraception it's it's included in those fit and forget the lark devices that are over 99% effective um so you know you are effectively, uh, you know, using a copper-based okay. method, so, so it's hormone-free. Uh, so, yeah, it is It is becoming popular. I'll go back to Ashlyn Fox, who's a nutritional therapist and owner of AOK Nutrition. 
you know, when it comes down to it, if you want hormone-free contraception, the methods described by Dr. Amy Morgan there, uh, 97% reliable. Why would you trust an app when you can get something that is not hormonal, not going to disrupt you, but is going to work? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm also in favour of the copper coil. There's a new one recently called the ballerina coil. Like we were asked about the, the apps and natural cycles, just another one in the realm of non-hormonal birth control and it's up to the person what works for them but not, the copper quill can be absolutely brilliant and for me like I, I work with female hormones every day I work with fertility issues I work with hormonal issues for the last 10 years and this is the trend that I'm seeing people like Dr. Amy there like she people just are asking more questions they want to be hormone free and it's it's up to the person to figure out what works for them the copper quill can be brilliant because like that you put it in you forget about it so it really is um, just the education behind, right. behind them so people can make their own informed decisions. Kate, last words to you. I just think um, as we move towards the future, um, we ought to be very, very conscious of what data we're giving to our computer about ourselves, where that data is shared and refer to the woman who 16 weeks pregnant and, and was using that app and congratulations to her. Now, you know, if you're putting your data in, she will then start getting, you know, it's your 20 week, whatever. Now start thinking about hospital, then it gets into the, the baby's life. So in terms of who's influencing our decisions and what their motivations are, I think it's a critical piece that all of us in healthcare have to keep an eye on to the future. Kate O'Connell, pharmacist, former TD, uh, Dr. Amy Morgan, uh, GP and Ashley Fox, nutritional therapist. Thank you all uh, for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.